excuse me, are we on? Oh, I think so. Thank you. Hello, it's Paul. It's Nessa. It's, it's Paul, Paul and Nessa's, Nessa's Happy, Happy Hour. Hour. A sketch comedy podcast with added stuff and nonsense. Ten years ago, a crack comedy duo was sent to bed early for not eating all their dinner up. This double act subsequently opened the window, climbed down the drainpipe and ran away to join the comedy circus. Today they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you need a laugh, and if no one else can help, maybe you should try... Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, Episode 5. The Doctor will see you now. What seems to be the trouble? Well, Doctor, if I'm in the supermarket, I come out in a terrible rash whenever I'm in the chicken section. Ah, well, this is nothing to be worried about. You just have irritable fowl syndrome. So, welcome to episode five of Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. I'm not sure what the A-team reference was all about in the intro there. <laughs> Neither have I. It didn't even make any sense. It is. Well, it does any of it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, we've got a cracking episode lined up. More new sketches, a few features, and a joke from yours truly, of course. Yeah, and another one from comedian Billy Pierce, of course. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We should have a we should have a jerk off. I mean, it, <laughs> that's a different podcast. The joke off. <laughs> I think we might get over this show. <laughs> I think we should. Paul and Nessa's happy hour. Blumons. Hello and welcome to another edition of the groundbreaking arts programme, Are You Looking At My Arts? This week we're in the workshop of one of Europe's foremost artists, Mrs Adolf Bottomdraw. Mrs Bottomdraw, of course, works exclusively using invisible materials. This is a true thing. More than anything, I am striving to create ambiguity. Yes, uh, take this piece, for example. No, there is nothing there. Oh, right. Uh, here? No. Here. Ah, yes. Quantum vagina. Interesting you approach this particular piece. People are usually very intimidated by it. Yes, right. right. Well, I, I mean, I can't see it, so uh, I'm not quite sure how... It's a 50-foot-high invisible canvas depicting a vagina in hell. Christ on a bike. You see... You see how my work intimidates you. Yes, I, I'm not sure intimidates is the right word, uh... Baffles, perhaps. Uh, anyway, moving over here. Um, I want. Be careful! You must be careful. Oh, uh, sorry. What? You nearly trampled over my latest creation, bovine Armageddon. Oh, where? There. Where? There. Where? There. There, on the floor by your feet, an invisible tapestry critique of the West's overconsumption. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and. Uh, how are you able to create something as complex as a tapestry if you are actually unable to see it? I am extremely talented. Ah, uh, of course. Moving on. Here we have rancid communion, an invisible examination of climate change. Oh, right. And what was your inspiration for that? Uh, Donald Trump? Greta Thunberg? Wee Herman. Well, uh, again, I mean, uh, I can't see it, so... Oh, no, 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 no. This piece, it must be felt. 
It is a sculpture filled here. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't, uh, I can't quite... Uh... You feel the air. I have sculpted the piece from air. No one else in the art world is doing this at present. Yes, you're not wrong. Uh, Mrs. Bottomdraw, air sculptures, invisible tapestries. How does a normal person actually experience these pieces? You must understand art. Alan Yentop understood immediately. But that may be because he wanted to sleep with me. I let him. He was most complimentary about my oral... Oh, yes, 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 I'm sure. My oral piece. It is a new departure for me to work with sound. You will listen now. I can't hear anything. Of course not. This new piece is composed entirely of hundreds of tiny moments of silence. Now, I'm sorry, Mrs. Bottomdraw, but this is clearly all a massive sham. Your exhibition is nothing more than an empty, quiet room with air in it. Of course. Why do you think I'm favourite to win this year's Turner Prize? Right, thank you. Well, that's it for this week. Next time on Are You Looking At My Art, Mariella Frostrop joins me to critique the abomination my son brought home from kindergarten yesterday. A bunch of random pasta shapes glued to a piece of A4 card, which he says depicts an owl in flight, but frankly could just be a heap of old car parts dumped in a scrapyard. Goodbye. It's feature time. <laughs> and for this episode, we're doing Is It Okay? <laughs> this is where we propose a suggestion or question that might be a bit on the morally ambiguous side and then discuss it. Hmm, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Paul does this one. So what have you got, Paul? Right. Is it okay to steal from your boss or the workplace? <laughs> now, obviously, for legal reasons, the correct answer is no. And you nearly <laughs> said yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, obviously, we're not condoning stealing or theft in any way. It depends <laughs> what you mean. You if get where I'm coming from, yeah. Paper clips, fine. Well, exactly, yes. Where does it stop? Yeah, where does it start and where does it stop? So what would you... St- have you stolen from your boss before then? I'm, oh, I'm God, intrigued. yeah. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's, good. here's, here's the thing of... Where do you draw the line, right? Because way back when, when we were students, right, I worked in a shop that sold <laughs> sweets, magazines, newspapers, the, one of those kind of shops, you know, yeah. general sort of grocery stuff. Now, because the stock out the back was, you know, big boxes of chocolates, chocolate bars that would be put out that you'd have to replenish the stock, obviously, yeah. out the front of the, the shop, you know, when you've got... When you've got a dozen boxes of Mars bars and one of them's open and there's like two dozen still in the box, you, you kind of think, ah, Mr. Shopkeeper, he's not going to miss one Mars bar, is he? <laughs> Trouble is, there was 20 members of staff there. It's all doing it. Yeah, the auditors might have picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I worked in the taxi rank? <laughs> that had the fruit machine. I think we should leave it there. No, I think you should tell the story. It was one for me, one for the till, one for me, one for the till. One for the fruit machine. Yeah. <laughs> How 
was Vanessa coming out of that £5 an hour job? <laughs> like £100 a night, better off. <laughs> I don't know, a bunch of players of main fruit machine. <laughs> and I've not seen one taxi all night. <laughs> yes, you've guessed there's no escape from our fatuous and idiotic moral maze. The doctor will see you now. seems to be the trouble. Well, Doctor, I've developed an irrational dislike of that 1990s Wheel of Fortune hostess who then went on to become a regular on Loose Women. Ah, well, this is nothing to be worried about. You just have irritable Powell syndrome. Jokes that make you laugh, jokes that make you cry, jokes that are really, really funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did the duck say when she bought a lipstick? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, I've, I've just got the punchline in my head, but you don't like us doing the punchline, do you? No. Nah. Go on. What did the duck say when she bought the lipstick? Put it on, on my, my bill. bill. your overlords, and I return to you today full of enthusiasm and evilness. Evil itty, evil that'll do, after a terrible dose of the squits. Do you see these hands? No, of course you can't see these hands, because I'm now told we have the wrong type of modem. Anyway, you can't see these hands, but boy, these hands have seen some sights this week. You know what I mean? Uh Now, to the trembling and the quaking as I update you on our invasion plans. Uh What the... Puny humans, that was not me. Uh Mother of... Uh Blasted modem! Shove their service up there! Ah, my vestigal adders! Kill Jingle! Trooper? Sir? Are you eating on duty? Uh, oh, uh, no, 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 sir. Don't contradict me. What's that in your hand? Ah, it's a fruit chapasty, sir. Do you want a bit? Don't spit crumbs all over my dress uniform. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Shall I fetch you a cloth, sir? I am apoplectic. Oh, God. I'll call you a first aider. Stay calm. Don't, don't, don't swallow your tongue. That is for eating on duty. Slouching and spitting on a senior officer's uniform without a formal request. Dillis, lunch break's over. You're due back on duty now. Oh. Lunch break? Ah, suicide, obviously. Clear away the body, trooper. Suicide? Often happens during lunch breaks. Statistics prove it. 70%. A high-risk time. Arrange a toolbox talk for the staff. 70%? Of statistics, yes. Trooper? Yes, my lord? 
Stop querying these words and phrases that I can't easily justify, or you may find yourself committing suicide, the same as this Dillis fellow had to. Sir. And bring me a clean dress uniform. This one is covered in blood and chapasti. Here you are, my lord. This is not a dress uniform. Sir? It's an actual dress. It has Disney Cinderella on the label, and it comes with a blonde wig, impractical shoes, and accessories to match. It's the only clean thing in the wardrobe at the moment, sire. I know. How about this? You shall go to the ball. I don't need anyone to tell me whether I can or can't go to the ball. I rule here. I hold the balls. <laughs> Stop sniggering, you lot. Cut the broadcast. Advance the invasion plans. Kill all the humans. Immediately, your highness. But first, <laughs> give us a twirl. Ah, why not? Shredded feet, cut the broadcast. Well, Nessa has just had to leave the studio for a few minutes. Uh, the window cleaner's knocking on the door and he needs pain. So, um, but I'm glad to say we have uh, the return of Simone Butts, and Simone's going to read another sad story of one of our listeners, accompanied, of course, as always, by some suitable somber music. This letter comes from a very sad individual. If you read his story in a comic book, you'd even think it was too far-fetched. But, alas, it's all true. There's no fake news here. Even though he courts the limelight, we will maintain his anonymity and call him simply Mickey Flatulence. Now, Mickey Flatulent's story starts at an early age. Age naught, in fact. He was born, sadly. Oh, I see. He was born, sadly, into a family of builders, alcoholics and tax dodgers. His father was a German developer, his dog was a German shepherd and his mother was a Scottish Highland caber tosser. Though many felt that he would more naturally take after his mother and become a tosser, he was, in fact, sent to military school. He was a troublesome bastard, getting into fights with many people, including young King John, Freddy the Mexican and Johnny Muslim. Despite being at military school, he managed to avoid any actual conflict due to having too many bones in one of his feet. No one is sure which of his feet has too many bones, but it's thought likely that it's the one that he's not constantly placing in his mouth. Fast forward to the young man Mickey Flatulence became when he took over his father's skyscraper business after getting a measly pocket money increase of just $1 million. 
Boo-hoo. Poor Mickey flatulence. By now, his megalomaniac tendencies were beginning to show. Not only did he build towers in the middle of a major metropolitan cities to honour himself, he also decided that he wanted to become boss of the world. Astonishingly, this he now did. But the signs were increasingly worrying as Mickey Flatulence relinquished more and more of a hold on what is known in scientific circle as common fucking sense. With the constant 24-hour stress and pressure of maintaining his global stature of what's known in scientific circles as a fucking liability, he became a preposterous shade of carrot orange. This was due to him trying to achieve invincibility by drinking triple shots of personal automatic five times a day, which he also advocated to many misguided disciples. He thought he can also see in the dark thanks to injecting WD-40 directly into his eyeballs. So what's to become of little Mickey Flatulence? Well, who can tell? He'll find out soon enough, and so will we. But the main thing to remember is that just like with slavery, the Black Death and the billboard dominance of Brian Adams, this too shall pass. For legal reasons, all names, characters and incidents portrayed in this story are fictitious. No identification with actual persons is intended or should be inferred. Mickey Flatulence is completely made up. Honest. This is fake news. Got it? Fake news. Thank you. Gee, this is not Ant. And this is not Deck. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy, happy, happy hour! Ha 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 ha! The doctor will see you now. Uh. What seems to be the trouble? Well, Doctor, I've noticed recently a tendency to get extremely hacked off with birds that have large forward face and eyes and ear holes, a hawk-like beak, a flat face, and can turn their heads right round and look the other way. Oh, well, this is nothing to be worried about. You just have irritable owl syndrome. Jokes that make you laugh, jokes that make you cry, jokes that are really, really funny. Uh-huh. Jokes. I went shopping last week. I bought myself a non-stick frying pan guaranteed for life and I can't get the label off. I took my car in for a service and when I went to pick it up, the mechanic said, I'm awfully sorry, I'm afraid I haven't been able to fix your brakes, so I've made your horn a lot louder. <laughs> right. <laughs> this fella, he rang the maternity hospital, he was panicking, he said, Doctor, Doctor, my wife's having a baby and she's just gone into labour. The doctor said, is this the first baby? He said, no, this is her husband. Right? <laughs> this is Paul's rank, you can hear it's coming. His veins are coming up, his head's gonna explode. He's gonna go on and on and on. This is Paul's rank.
Right, what I'd like to rant about this week, <laughs> news reporters. Oh, dear but, me. But specifically, right, there's a very specific thing. The way that they're, when they're doing their piece to camera, right, and they're saying, you know, uh, this this is the latest report, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and these are the statistics that we found that, we've re- that we're reporting on. And then the way they set up the shot, right, this, mm-hmm. they, they'll stand beside a brick wall or something that takes up most of the shot on the screen. <laughs> and then graphics, usually words, will come up on the screen uh, on that brick wall, right? Yes. Number one... You don't need to show me the word for me to understand what the fuck it is you're actually saying. I understand words just by listening to them, right? Yeah. Number two, you definitely don't need to look at the fucking wall <laughs> to point out to me where the words are appearing on the fucking screen. Yeah, that is it. I, I've Do you know what agree. I mean? It's, it's annoying. Like, you can't see the words, so don't pretend yeah, that you can see the exactly, words. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do you know where this all started? No, nope, but you're going to tell me. The weather. <laughs> Right? I don't... Just tell us what... Billy Connolly does a brilliant routine about this, right? Really? In, his, in his audience with programme, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he goes... Right, he goes... Right, I, I can't do Billy Connolly, right? But I'll do, I'll do my best Scottish accent. He goes, Hello, here's the weather. And here's a wee cloud. This is the country where you live. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. We <laughs> Right, he goes, we know what a cloud looks like. You don't have to show us what a cloud looks like. <laughs> and that's exactly the thing. It's like, don't show me the words that you're actually saying. If I wanted subtitles, I'll click I'd sub- press fucking <laughs> subtitles. Getting really angry with trivial, pointless, pathetic little things. That was Paul's rant. Oh, Darren. I love our Saturday night date nights. Oh, yeah, me too, Charmaine. I love coming here. Good evening, sir, madam. Welcome to Don Antonioni's Italian Pizzeria. My name's Giuseppe. Are you ready to order? Oh, yeah, thanks, mate, yeah. Uh, Can I order the meat feast? Meat feast, no problem. Madam? I love Hold on, babe. Yeah, no, I'm not finished yet. Um, Yeah, is it possible to substitute some of the toppings on the pizzas? Of course, sir. What would you like? Well, instead of the pepperoni, can I just have extra ham? No problem. And for you, madam? Right. I'd like... Hold on, babe. Hold on. Still not finished. Yeah, and uh, instead of the beef, can I get extra cheese? Okay, sir. So that's a meat feast with no pepperoni, extra ham, no beef, extra cheese. Yes. Brilliant. No problem, sir. Oh, hold on. Can I just ask, does the meat feast have chicken on it? Yes, sir, it does. Oh, yeah, no, don't do chicken, it's foul. So, uh, can I substitute that for, uh, pineapple? Pineapple. Pineapple, yes. So, you would like a meat feast with no pepperoni, beef or chicken, and instead add cheese, ham and pineapple. Mmm, yes, 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 perfect. Why don't you just order a Hawaiian, sir? Eh? What you want there is a Hawaiian. Why don't you order a Hawaiian? It's significantly cheaper than the meat feast. Yeah, well, I don't want a Hawaiian. I've asked for a meat feast. Yes, but I don't anyway, think... Anyway, who do you think you are telling me what to eat? I've ordered a meat feast with different toppings, and that's what I want. Fine, sir. And for you, madam? Oh, I don't know what to have. There's so much choice. Um... What about the pea and macaroni cheese? No! Um... Well, well, yeah, what about the crab and creamy linguine? No, not with my allergies. Oh, yeah, I'm not rubbing cream in there again. 
can I just have the margarita? The margarita, of course. Oh, but can I just add a few toppings? Uh, what would you like? Um, could I have ham, pepperoni, extra ham, love the ham, <laughs> uh, beef, oh, and some chicken, please. Right, so a meat feast? What? Uh, what you've got there is basically a meat feast. Why don't you just order a meat feast, which is cheaper than a margarita with those extra toppings? I can't order a meat feast. I'm a vegetarian on alternate days. Yes, but not Saturdays, clearly. Anyway, he's having the meat feast, and we made it a rule never to order the same. Yes, but what do you Wait, well, 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 right, now, look here, Giuseppe, right? I don't like your attitude. I want to speak to the manager. Go and get Don Antonioni. Don Antonioni doesn't really exist, sir. That's a brand name. Oh, really? That's convenient, isn't it? And I suppose your name ain't Giuseppe. No, it's Greg. Right, so you would like a margarita, except not, you really want a meat feast, and you want a meat feast, except not, you really want a Hawaiian. Would you like to order any side orders with those? Garlic bread without the garlic, but with extra prawns and sesame seeds, perhaps? Don't, Don't be ridiculous. ridiculous. That's sesame prawn toast. Yeah, and it's Chinese, not Italian. God, where do they get these people from? Oh, no, babes, what a disgrace. He's ruined our date night, he has, Darren. Completely ruined it. I'm not coming back here again. Knock him out. Yeah, I will. Wankers. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. Some fishes <laughs> yes. can cough. <laughs> right. Some fishes can actually cough. Strange but true. Yep, strange um, but true. Okay, is that, do we know why they cough? They cough when their ventilation is interrupted. <laughs> they cough to, to clear it, so it's like a... <laughs> so it's like their equivalent of clearing their throat. Yeah. Clearing their gills. <laughs> yeah. Do they cough out of their mouth or yeah. through their gills? No, out of their mouth. They cough out of their mouth. Do you think they practice social distancing? Oh, <laughs> you see these little cough bubbles go behind it and you see all the other fish dodging him. There's a terrible shortage of PPE at the moment <laughs> in, the, in the Atlantic Ocean. Little fish swimming around without masks. Stay without away from me! Without snorkels. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the equivalent to face masks. Little fishy snorkels. Little... <laughs> strange but true. It's strange but true. The doctor will see you now. Ah! What seems to be the trouble? Well, doctor, I'm a little bit concerned about my father-in-law's face. His cheek and lower jaw seem to be sagging a lot. I mean, I should probably take him to the hospital, but actually, it just makes me want to punch him hard in the face, you know? I mean, really give him a smack. I mean, I can't even bear to look at him. Well... This is nothing to be worried about. You just have irritable jowl syndrome. I'm not, Louis. I'm strong. You continue listening to Paul and Ness's happy hour and you'll be in a wonderful world. I didn't sing the tune so you can't sue. So, 
Christopher Andrews. You're CEO of one of the biggest hydraulic fracturing firms in the country. Indeed, yes. Firstly, would you like to assuage the public's fear regarding the environmental implications of fracking? Nope. Oh, I must admit I didn't think you'd be quite so brutally honest. So you admit fracking has a negative impact on the environment? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well... This is a massive U-turn. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a U-turn. No, that would make us seem weak and indecisive. Then what is it? Uh, Well, we issued what's known in the industry as an unequivocal termination of undesirable regulations notice. A what? A U-T-U-R-N. Right. I'm sorry, you've lost me. Uh, Some evidence came to light that has made the industry have a rethink about the consequences of fracking on the environment. Well, this is a U-turn. What evidence has come to light? Uh, well, evidence of a fracking well built at the back of my house. This is extraordinary. Surely this is nothing but nimbyism. Well, I I don't know if you've seen those videos of people setting their tap water on fire. Yes. Yes, well, last week, my wife was hosing down the dog while having a crafty fag. Oh, dear. Yes, yes. On the plus side, a severely singed chihuahua really does deter intruders. What about your wife? Oh, no, no, no. She's always deterred intruders. Especially now, she looks like Pete Burns. Ha! So, does this mean a rethink is needed on fracking wells in the whole of the UK? Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. I must say, I find this extraordinary... You can see the impact in your own life. Oh, yes, yes, but I did what any normal person would do. I moved into my other mansion. And I've used my power and influence to make sure no wells are built within 100 miles of my current property, which, again, is what uh, what any normal normal person person would do. do, yes. Yes. And what about this business of fracking causing earthquakes? Uh, Well, yeah, that that is regrettable. Uh, So what we've done is to set up a crack team to monitor these earthquakes. And what will they do exactly? Oh, well, uh, using all sorts of technological wizardry, these highly specialised engineers will actually be able to tell us when an earthquake is happening. You mean going to happen in the future? Uh, No, no, no. Uh, at the time, or shortly after, when they hear about it on the news. Sir Lucifer Andrews, piss off. It's been fun. There you go, episode five is over already. Uh, Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Find us on all the socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at PNHappyHour, and use the hashtag PNHappyHour. I thought you were using hashtag PNHH. No, no, we're not using that anymore because I've discovered that it's an acronym for a neonatal medical condition. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, lesson learned there. Yeah, always do your research before you invent a hashtag. <laughs> oh dear, I'm not even going to ask what it yeah, stands for. Yeah, I don't think it's any... Well, I don't know. I don't actually know what it is, but right, yeah, we're not using there. that. Yeah. Right, so it's hashtag PNHappyHour. <laughs> yes. Hey dear me, right. <laughs> there are also new filmed sketches going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you have a look at that. Yeah, and uh, we're in all the usual places, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all where you can get your podcasts. <laughs> so please continue to listen, download, and please keep spreading the word, tell your friends, and leave us a nice review as well. The Doctor will see you now.
What seems to be the trouble? Well, Doctor, every time I watch Britain's Got Talent, I have an overwhelming urge to put my foot through the screen. Yes, David Williams is a complete dick, isn't he? You have been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Sketches were written by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen and Tim Gambrell, Michael Hughes and Neil Tolfrey. Additional voices came from Sarah Bolter, David Foster, Craig Richardson and Jay Sykes. Extra jokes were courtesy of Billy Pierce. Incidental music was by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. The script editor was Paul Dunn. The show was a Crank Danville production. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. Ta-ra! Bye! Bye.